It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, December 11th. I'm Donald Ware. It is Takeaway Tuesday, and uh, we are now just four days, four days away from the Celebration Bowl, which will determine the HBCU National Champion, North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State are going to get together. Before, I, I want to really break that matchup down. This is a rematch of the very first Celebration Bowl back in 2015, which was, I thought, successful all the way around. It was something new. It was successful, I would say, from a television viewer standpoint. It garnered somewhere around like a 1.8 rating, uh, and uh, it means so many you know, millions of people were watching. But not only that, it was the third most watched sports program that day. So I thought it was successful from a viewing standpoint on ABC. Of course, it's going to air again on ABC again this year. And it is the bowl that's going to kick off the bowl season. I thought it was successful from a, uh, a an attendance standpoint. Um, I, I, you know, you, you're talking about a good traveling uh, fan base such as North Carolina A&T, a solid traveling fan base such as Alcorn State. I think it was successful there. I think it's going to be successful in terms uh, of attendance on this year. I know North Carolina A&T has sold out of its allotment of tickets. As a matter of fact, it sold out of its allotment of tickets like three weeks ago. So I'm not sure about Alcorn State, but I know it's going to be, I think it's going to be successful from an attendance standpoint once again this year. Before I get to that, Congratulations to all of those that were named to the Box to Row All-America team and uh, leading that team. As a matter of fact, the top uh, vote getters were Amir Hall, the quarterback for Bowie State, and uh, Texas Southern wide receiver Bobby Hartzog was the other top vote getter in terms of the All-American team. And then uh, we released that on yesterday. And then, of course, earlier today, we released our Superlative Awards. The Offensive Player of the Year for the second straight year was Amir Hall. Put up some incredible numbers through for over 4,000 yards this year, 31 touchdowns. He is now the CIAA's all-time leading passer. Uh, also, the defensive or the box to row Willie Davis defensive player of the year, Daryl Johnson, the defensive end for North Carolina A&T, eight, ten and a half sacks on the season, ten and a half uh, excuse me, eighteen and a half tackles for loss on the season, ten and a half sacks. Other awards, the impact award went to Deshaun Waller, the running back from Alcorn State, who has been absolutely tremendous uh, this year. The uh, the uh, the coach of the year went to Sam Washington. It was a really close race. You had three uh, coaches in the running: Sam Washington, Fred McNair of Alcorn State, and then Damon Wilson of Bowie State. And it was a really close race where Sam Washington eked it out. And of course, is the box to row coach of the year, the rookie of the year. Uh, Dewan Miller, the wide receiver from Arkansas Pine Bluff, has had an absolutely tremendous season to the point that this young man is a freshman and was named first team all swag and was voted the box to row freshman of the year. The box to row special teams player of the year, Malik Wilson, the kick returner for North Carolina A&T, returned three kickoffs four touchdowns on this season. Of course, you can log on to our website at box to row dot com and you can get a full view 
of all of the winners of the superlative awards and then also a full view of all of the box to row all Americans. So let's break this game down between North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State. And I've stated a couple of times that I think or that I thought at least that both of these teams are better or better teams than they were programs uh, than they were back in 2015. I think there are a lot of similarities. As a matter of fact, when you look at Alcorn State, they've got a great running game. Uh, Deshaun Waller, uh, you also P.J. Simmons. We're not talking a lot about P.J. Simmons uh, as of right now because Deshaun Waller has done so much. But, I mean, if you look at it, P.J. Simmons was a, a, a Walter Payton award list candidate coming into the season and Waller has sort of it, it was sort of PJ Simmons the first part of the season it's been Waller the second part of the season but I think that bowls well because you have a two-headed monster and I think we may see PJ Simmons used a lot in this football game and by the way you throw in Noah Johnson into that equation the quarterback of Old Corn State um, this is a young man that can throw the football but he can also run the football as well and I had a chance to catch up with Sam Washington earlier, or matter of fact, on yesterday I talked with him, and he has serious concerns about Noah Johnson and what he would be able to do, both throwing the football and running the football as well. And um, so you you have that dynamic. And by the way, you also had three offensive linemen that were named box to row All Americans, three of them. So you got a really good defense or offensive line. You've got a really good running game, and you've got a good quarterback. I mean that that is you know when you're when you're all corn state and you're looking at that. I mean that is really really good. If you go back to 2015, they had a good running game, and then they had a more of a dynamic quarterback, Lenore's Footman, who was a guy that uh, was more of a runner than he was a passer. By the way, Noah Johnson was part of that football team as well. He was a freshman um, that year. I don't he didn't play in that football game, but. Listen, you know, and then defensively, I think Alcorn State is better defensively. When you look at guys like Terry Whittington, the list goes on and on. These guys can really play. Whittington plays up front. This is a defense that's given up. um, You know, they're they're, they're very solid defensively. They're not giving up a whole lot of yards. It's less than 300 yards per game. As I look at it, as a matter of fact, it's 286.6 yards per game is what Alcorn State is giving up. Uh, they're pretty stingy when it comes to. Uh, so let's let's look at it from that. Let, let's look at it from that standpoint in terms of the Alcorn State offense. Let's compare it to the North Carolina A and T defense. When you talk about North Carolina A and T and its defense, it's one of the best, if not tops, in all of FCS. This was a North Carolina A and T defense. You go back some three weeks ago when they played. North Carolina Central, uh, North Carolina Central had a great running game coming in. North Carolina Central in that game against A&T rushed the football for negative 23 yards in that football game. And by the way, um, the second leading rusher in the MEAC um, for North Carolina Central uh, carried the ball, had negative five yards rushing. So North Carolina A&T is super stingy against the run only giving up 72.6 yards per game, 2.4 yards per carry. 
That is a very, very stingy defense. You got some guys up front that can really get it done. Uh, Justin Kate uh, is one of those guys. Um, you have guys that are on. You have uh, you know some guys that are on the outside that are able to get it done. Sam Blue. Um, so you can't really want, run wide. And then of course Daryl Johnson, who I previously mentioned, it's sort of hard to run wide of Ant and got some pretty good, uh, pretty solid linebackers. So you're talking about an all corn state offense, more specifically a running game that is super good against a North. And remember, all corn state was able to garner 370 yards rushing in the SWAC championship game against Southern. So you got the dynamic of a really good running game for Alcorn State against a really good defense for North Carolina A&T. Something's got to give. Now, let's look at North Carolina A&T's offense and compare it to Alcorn State's defense. When I look at North Carolina A&T's offense, um, obviously, when you go back to 2015, Tariq Cohen, um, that was the game that put Tariq Cohen on the map. Everybody sort of knew about Tariq Cohen going back even to his rookie season and uh, or not well in his sophomore season in 2014. But 2015, his junior year, he had a really good season, and then that performance, 200. And 97 yards rushing against Alcorn State, three rushing touchdowns. All three of those touchdowns were for 70 yards or more on national TV. Put Tariq Cohen on the map and look what he's doing with the Chicago Bears. No Tariq Cohen, but Marquell Cartwright, really good running back. First team all MEAC, two-time box to row, All-American has rushed for over a thousand yards on the season. You couple that with a change of pace guy. He's more of a, a pounded, a pounder, you know, contact. Uh, he's going to make some guys miss. He's going to carry some defenders. You couple that with a Jermaine Martin, who's also sort of a pounder, going to make some guys, uh, going to carry some defenders, but has that burst of speed. Um, you know, listen, A&T runs the football extremely well when you look at North Carolina A&T and you look at the numbers in the running game they're not running it as well as is Alcorn State but 187 yards rushing per game isn't bad particularly with those two running backs the difference overall I would say from an offensive perspective when you look at North Carolina A&T and then you look at the Aggies in 2018 as opposed to the Aggies in 2015 the quarterback play, Lamar Raynard got off to the slow start, but has played extremely well as the season has progressed. And his best receiver, Elijah Bell, uh, was about 90 to 95 percent healthy in the game against North Carolina Central going back three weeks ago. He's had three weeks to rest, so you know he's going to be 100 percent for this football game. Um, Raynard, 17 touchdowns to five interceptions on the season. But again, the quarterback play. The quarterback play in 2015 um, wasn't quite there, and now it is established in 2018. So I would say the the offensive line is much better in 2018 for A&T than it was in 2015. So I think when you look at A&T, got a couple of bunch of weapons. Um, Zachary Leslie also on the outside in terms of, of receivers. I mean, this is a pretty good North Carolina A&T uh, football team and, and more specifically um, from an offensive perspective. Now, when I look at Alcorn State from a defensive perspective, I gave you the numbers in terms of what the uh, Braves are able to do uh, overall defensively. And again, as I mentioned, I mean, 
listen, opponents only rushing the ball 94 for 94 yards against Alcorn State. So Alcorn State's going to be really good in the in the in the run defense. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, the Aggies have been good, but they had some struggles earlier on in the season in terms of being able to run the football. Uh, and and listen, this is an Alcorn State team that is very tough up front, and it may be difficult for A&T to run the football. But when you look at Alcorn State in its pass defense, they're giving up almost 200 yards per game passing. And with some dynamic weapons that Lamar Reynard has at his disposal with the fact that he has the experience he played on this big stage uh, on last year. I say that's a bit of an advantage for North Carolina A&T in the pass game. Bottom line is the game has it will be played, and I think it's going to be another close game. All of these – listen, we've had three – we've had – uh, 15, 16, we've had three celebration bowls to this point, and all of the celebration bowls have been extremely close. You look at last year's was a seven-point victory by North Carolina A&T over Grambling. You go back two years ago, it was, was a one-point victory, I think, by Grambling over North Carolina Central. And you go back to the very first one, uh, A&T beat Alcorn State by seven points. So you're talking about a touchdown or less in all three celebration bowls. And I think that is going to be, in fact, the case on this Saturday. It's going to be a great football game and um, very much looking forward to that football game. I'm going to be calling the football game as a matter of fact, and we're going to have the best, the best pregame show around. Going to be coming on with the pregame show beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Central time. So what I need you to do, Follow us on Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. I'm going to have the link where you can listen to that pregame show. You're going to hear from Sam Washington, the head football coach at A&T. You're going to hear from Fred McNair, the head football coach of Alcorn State. You're here, you'll hear from some other people as well as we break down that celebration bowl and get you set for the game between North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State. For more information on Box to Row, stay locked into our website, BoxToRow.com. BoxToRow.com. Stay locked into our website. And, of course, don't forget to check out our All-America team um, as well as the Superlative Awards, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, etc., etc. Have a great rest of your day.